compensate, bitch, like me. Two singers and ten comedians, and I'm still gonna yell it every time you see me in. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court, can't hang with the big dogs, stay on the porch, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. What is up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Anthony Postiglione is with me, Drew Terrell, for a very special edition of Pod Chats. How's it going? I like to call it late night Pod Chats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A little, uh, it's kind of like a tax cab confessions. Except this is Pod Chat Confessions. <laughs> Just to let you know, guys know, listening at home, me and Anthony are recording this on a Friday night. Alleg- Saturday allegedly, morning. Well, Saturday morning. So, allegedly, yeah, we, we might be in a good mood. Allegedly. But uh, we decided, hey, you know what, we, we haven't recorded a podcast, or a pod chats, rather, in a couple of days. Yeah, it's been a while. Fuck it. That was a lot of noise. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah, I was at uh, I was at a party earlier tonight, and um, one one of our friends, Stephen, he was telling me he was asking me who. Oh, let, who wait, let's clarify who Stephen is. Stephen Keller, he's a good friend of uh, our, well, you know, he's a friend, and uh, we'd love to have him on the podcast. Yeah, he was asking me who we were else we were gonna have on the podcast, and I was like, I don't know, whoever. And we're, to we're which open. I to which I suggested, Stephen. Yeah, get on the pod. Get on pod chats. We want. Absolutely. We want. Here's what the deal is. What we're gonna do is, if you're a fan, we want you on pod chats because yeah, we want to hear. Wants to be on pod we want to hear every. We want to hear everyone's opinion. You know. Okay, wants to be on pod chats. You're welcome. As to be long on as you're, chats. you know, as long as you're not a. Uh, a weirdo and a creep. I mean, if you, if, around here. I mean, if you start sending naked pictures of yourself and you start uh, stalking us, then That'd you're be weird. probably not going to make it. You're probably not going to make the cut for who gets to be on podcasts and who doesn't. We have a screening process. We do. It's a very strict process to where it, it's basically a three question quiz, and the first question is. Are you a cool guy? I mean, there you could... I guess you could cheat the system and somehow convince people that you're a cool guy if you're a creep. But then you run into problems on problem on question two when it's, do you like to show your dick to random people? And usually that's where you, the creep, would run into an issue. But if but if you were to somehow pass that test, that would not be good. Although I guess at the same time we wouldn't be able to see their dick over the podcast. So I guess so. But I I'd like to live my life without seeing random dicks on a random day. You know, I'd True. like to have the comfort of knowing when I wake up, like you know what, I'm not gonna see a random dick today. That is good. That is good. Yeah. You know, you don't. You never want to be worried about seeing a random dick. 
nuts. That's definitely the worst feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having a tension over you, like, God, I got, I got to work today, and I got to study for a test later, and I might see a dick today, and, and I got to work out, and, like, I got to get sleep later, you know. It's the worst. There's something in there that you think, like, I don't have to worry about. It's the worst. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. Yeah, how you been lately, Drew? I've been good, man. I've been good, you know? Feel good. I went in the isolation tank uh, for my second time last weekend. Nice, nice. I really want to go to that. Yeah, the isolation tank, it's uh, it's great, you know? And uh, I've always, you know what, I've always had trouble with uh, relaxing. I've always Mm -hmm. been... uh, I mean, to an extent, like, I can relax my body, but my mind especially, I, I have a hard time of, uh, you know, focusing on one specific, you know, just... Oh, I mean, yeah, relax. I think that goes along, I think that goes hand in hand, though, with a lot of the technology today. I mean, we have access to anything. I mean, I Google, believe, yeah. we have access to everything instantly. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, that that happens where, uh, because I've been on the internet so long and because mm-hmm. I've... Uh, I, I, you know, I, well, I, I multi Just think. Be, yeah, well, think of this. Great. Well, think of this. Think great. of this. When I browse the internet, I use Firefox, and almost every other browser has this also. But I have tabs, and I will open up three different tabs at a time, and I will be searching on three different websites at a time. So my I, I brain, my, my brain is is constantly multitasking, especially mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that means when I go to the isolation tank and I try to focus and relax, it's hard because my brain is so used to doing three different things at once, mm-hmm. and which is bad, you know. Which is I, I, I'd like to, you know, control yeah. that. Yeah. But anyways, let me talk about the isolation tank. So I'm I'm terrible at trying to relax and you know calm myself down. And when I went for the second time, I got in, and it was, I went early in the afternoon. I wish it would have been a little bit later, but I went early. I went at like uh, 1 o'clock. I wish it would have been a little bit, bit later because it does relax your your entire body. So I was in a very relaxed mood for the rest of the day, and I wish I would have you know been able to work out before, but I didn't. But anyways, I uh, went into the isolation tank, and for the first, like, 25 minutes, I was having a hard time relaxing. I was... Uh, I was just thinking about everything. I was trying to. I kept thinking, "All right, Drew, relax yourself. Just calm down, relax yourself." And well, I mean, that's like, a, it's probably a lot like when you're trying to go to sleep and you can't go to sleep. And you think, oh, ex- come on, try no, to relax and go no, to sleep. No, come on, that, you can do it. I promise you, that's exactly what it's like. Same exact thing. It's yeah. Exactly what it's like, and it, it sucks. But in but it just happens. It just you. It just the next thing you know, you snap into it, and you just. You just don't. You're just going. It's like a. It's all. It's it's very dreamlike. It's very uh, similar to sleep. Really. In that, yeah, it is. It's very dreamlike. Like you said, you you try to sleep. You try to get to sleep, and then it's almost like once you're asleep, it's very dreamlike, and it's very <laughs> uh, relaxing, and you don't like it's. You don't feel anything. You're just thinking. You don't. You don't. You're not. It's almost like you're not even connected to your body. Because your body doesn't feel anything, because the temperature of the water is the same as your body heat, and you're floating, so you don't have any perception of, you know, you're not standing on anything, you're not sitting down, you're not laying down, you're just floating. And you don't feel anything, because the water uh, is the same heat. So you just, and then, uh, yeah, you you just start relaxing, and you start... 
Uh, it's almost like a dream state. Yeah, he, and it's unbelievably relaxing. Unbelievably, Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, and the next thing you know, you wake. I mean, you kind of get out of your dream state, and uh, once it's over, because they start playing music at the end, and then uh, you get out, and you will never feel so mentally and physically good in your life. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might. I, I that's obviously an exaggeration. Well, yeah, yeah. but it, you could go in there. The first time, I, I I didn't feel bad at all. The second time I went, and I still felt great. But the first time I went, I went into the isolation tank. That day I was feeling very crappy. I was, it was a bad day. I had he, I had a headache, and I was mm-hmm. just feeling bad. I was aching, everything, and I, I was in a bad mood. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do the isolation tank. And I kind of went in like I mean I I was hoping it would work but I I didn't I wasn't I wasn't a huge believer in it. But after the first time I went, after it was done, I was giddy. I was so happy. I was you know hmm. happy. I was feeling fantastic. My body was feeling invigorated. I was it was everything. But yeah, man, I suggest yeah. I. Drew Tarot suggests the isolation tank to anyone. I really wanted to try it, but unfortunately, the closest Un- one is yeah, unfortunately, about two and a half hours away. Yeah, unfortunately, the it's still kind of expensive, but I I do believe that uh, the tech. I mean, it's going to get more, very popular soon because it is. I, I honestly can't think if there's anything better uh, spa-wise, you know. I think this is going to be very common in spas, you know. This is the next m- masseuse, uh, the isolation tank is. And I think it's going to be very common in spas. And I think, you know, you'll go to Las Vegas and you'll go to the, you know, Mandalay Bay Casino. And if you pay for a day in the spa, you can go to the steam room, you can go in the pools, you can go in the uh, sauna. But you can also go and take an isolation tank dip. That would be pretty neat. And so I think that's the future because I, it is extremely relaxing. And you do – it's like a dream where you're conscious and you you understand what's you know, you're thinking about. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very uh, – I don't know. I hate to be the, the – I've, I've never been – like I said, it's, I, I've never been able to relax in general. But uh, it's very zen. Hmm. It's very in touch with your your own yourself, mm-hmm. and I like that. You know, I like that. Yeah, dude, yeah. I definitely, I definitely want to try it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if if anybody, if anybody, uh, if any of you listening is close to a, uh, if you if you're interested, you can go to where to float dot com, where to float, and that will. Uh, that will tell you where every isolation tank uh, store not I get not a store but where you can you know use the sensory deprivation tank and uh, there's not there's about thirty of them across America but the closest one if you're listening from St Louis the closest one is in Kansas City yeah. I do believe there's probably one in Chicago but uh, luckily. I, I live in Tempe. There's one in Scottsdale. It's about 25 minutes from my house, but it's worth a drive. And it's worth, you know, the monthly. Uh, I go once a month, and uh, it's worth it. Yeah, it definitely sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I've always, I mean, I, like I was talking with you earlier, uh, 
once you experience uh, relaxing, it's it's very hard to uh, not love it. You know, I was mm-hmm. talking about you. You're one of the you're one of the, my friends that I know is uh, like me. Really enjoys like saunas and steam rooms. Oh, absolutely! I do love the steam. Mm-hmm. Do you want to elaborate? <laughs> I mean, I uh, unfortunately I just the first time this year really I went uh, last week and it was real real good but freshman year I went all the time because I was on campus and so you know the wreck was just a five minute walk five ten minute walk away mm-hmm. unfortunately you know, the drive yeah people people don't realize how good you feel after a night uh, going in the steam room it's, it's mm-hmm. your it, they especially uh, after working out yeah they underestimate how, how how good it feels when you clean your, like when you cleanse your pores and it just loosens you up Mm-hmm. It's real nice. Yeah, yeah. And you love it. Mm-hmm. People, people don't realize the opportunities that uh, that spas can can cause for just relaxation in general. I know, I love it. Yeah. So speaking earlier, <laughs> this is going to be quite the segue yeah. of pe- people being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We can get Brendan on here sometime. Brendan, Brendan Kynes, good, here sometime. good friend of mine and yours. <laughs> We definitely need to get Brendan on here. And uh, I was reading this article about Costco earlier today. Yeah, we could we could drill him. Brendan um, Kynes, former employee. Well, he he was an employee of Costco. He's an employee he was of the someone same else, person. but he was working in Costco. Mm-hmm. But I was reading this article earlier today about how Costco is going to start offering um, just pa- solar power generator kits. <laughs> So for the 2012, they're banking on the crazies. Well, I mean, not necessarily that, but it's just like they're, you know, going to start giving that option for to people to see if they want to try to, you know, reduce their power bill. It's smart. And I mean, it's going to, I think Costco has a big influence on the market as a whole because they're such a huge chain. So I think that this is going to, you know, be a pretty big push in the whole, you know, for the whole market to start selling these sorts of things. There's definitely a business in it, no doubt. Yeah, There's definitely big news. Yeah. There's no doubt a business in it. I mean, especially because living as a college student, utilities can be a killer sometimes. Especially here in Missouri, it gets real cold and it can get real hot. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how it is in Arizona. Uh, well, in Arizona, it just gets hot. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's a dry heat. But people say, "Oh, but Arizona's a dry heat. Uh, there's no humidity, <clears throat> and that's great." But at the same time, it gets up to 120 easily every day during the summer. That's really hot. Yeah, and you you go outside and you just bake. You, it's so dry. It's, so, it's such it's such a dry heat. You just bake. Is it better though than a Missouri like 98? I can't say it's better. Neither one is better than the other. They both just blow. Yeah, that's true. You know, I can't say, oh, I'd rather sweat my balls off. <laughs> Literally, when I go out, when I take a step outside, I am I look like I just took a like a, a dip in the pool. In Arizona? In St. Louis, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. It, but it's like, or I can take a step outside and feel like I'm in a 300-degree oven. That sounds pretty awful. Do you sweat a lot? You, you sweat, but that's just from the pure heat. Like it's not like 
it's not like where uh, you sweat in Arizona, but in St. Louis you sweat, but you're also it's also you're also sticky. Mm-hmm. You see, it's not sticky. That's the worst. Here. Yeah, you're that's not sticky worst. here. You just sweat, but that's just because it's so hot. It's, it's literally drying your body out. Humidity's the killer. Humidity, yeah. I I I am a huge hater of humidity. So I was reading this article the other day. Um, <laughs> I was just, of, wait, I was just about to say, like, I, I'm a huge hater of humidity. Like that, I'm I'm making a statement, like, you know, fuck humidity. Yeah, like, I'm no a huge humidity. Like anyone I'm, like I'm anyone hate, likes yeah, humidity? Yeah, I was gonna say, who the fuck likes humidity? I'm a huge I'm a huge average person because everybody's a hater of humidity. Who likes humidity? No yeah. one likes humidity. What, what article? Or article? Article? Were you reading? It was uh, about how. Um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are some of the fastest-growing economies right now. Yeah, man. It's wait, pretty wait, nuts. What were those countries again? Brazil, Russia? Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, man. South Africa has gotten a ton... The World Cup, man. The World Cup saved their country. Although, at the, I mean, at the same time, a lot of people speculated that that was going to do damage in the end because of how expensive it ends up being. I mean, imagine building all those stadiums. Yeah, that was expensive, but from a, an image standpoint. Yeah, that's you true. Can, you can't beat the image of how good that their country looked, you know. The, only, the biggest negative about their country from that, from that World Cup was those damn Zuzu Velas or whatever the fuck they're called. Those things are real obnoxious. Uh, that's hilarious that they did that. Oh man, USA, we were, we were supposed to be so good. No, we weren't supposed to be so good, dude. We're never, we're never supposed to be so good. Oh, let me just start. Let me start off this rant by saying I'm a huge Team USA soccer fan. I'm a huge Team USA soccer fan. But let me start off this rant. They never act like we're supposed to be so good. But they just never tell us about how good the other teams are. Yeah, that's true. You know, they never tell us, like, we're not, like, we're out of our league. Like, we're Mm -hmm. a step down. We're definitely a step down. And there's some of our players on our team. There's a lot, we have a lot of good players. Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey can match any of those Europeans. And and Tim Howard is a great goalie. He can match any of those Europeans. Yeah, Tim Howard's amazing. We have some defenders and some midfielders and Michael Bradley is amazing a huge Michael Bradley fan but the other players don't make up for you know the talent of the mm-hmm. o- of the other team mm-hmm. so and we held our own against England yeah it was a lucky goal so I mean you can take what you want from there but uh Ghana that was his I think we could I think we could have won against Ghana we could have but could have doesn't mean shit, dude. Yeah. Could have doesn't mean jack shit when it That's comes true. to, you know, playoff anything. We could have beat them. Well, you didn't. You know, that's the whole point of the playoffs. It's it's you, you win and you're out, you know? Win when it matters. That's what the main thing is. Not win. Well, like, what a won 56% of the time. Shit happens. It's like, well, you would have won, but those other fucking 44% of the time... That's when they're moving on to the next round and you're going fucking home. I know. God damn. <laughs> Seen how last podcast I was talking about the whole singularity thing? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I, I, uh, I recently watched the, the guy who we were talking about. What's his name? 
Um, Ray Kurzweil, I yeah, think. Yeah, Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil. I, uh, yeah. He was on Colbert Report recently, and I yeah, watched I him on Colbert was, Report. Yeah, I think it was Thursday's or Wednesday's episode. And I, I actually started to understand the whole thing. Why don't you elaborate on uh, what you were going to talk about? Um, well, I was just about to say, I uh, recently got um, a hold of the documentary that he was talking about on the Colbert Report. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I'm really excited. What's the documentary to called again? Check it out. Um, I think it's called. Well, let me check it. Because I was going to uh, try to watch it also. Oh yeah, it's a. It looked. It looked really good. It's called the um, Transcendent Man. The Transcendent Man. So, mm-hmm. if, if you guys are listening right now... It's on iTunes. You can up, get it on iTunes. Nice. It's on iTunes. And it's going to be released on, uh, like, you know, DVD and stuff later. Yeah. But... So, anyways, what what do you think, man? Of, uh... I mean, I think, I think it would be pretty nuts. I could kind of see it happening, but at the same time, I could kind of see it not Dude, happening at all. Okay, so when he explains it, it seems real convincing. I know, I know, no. That's what I was telling you. Did you read that article I put it on our uh, I did. I haven't yet, man. I haven't. But what, the article okay. was really, really good. I just good. want to know, what, what, what are the counterpoints of this guy's theory? Why does... Because um, what, when he explains it, I mean, it's, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of people say that he's just really hell-bent on this idea and he's totally ignoring the negative things that could happen, you know? Yeah. Like, what if this didn't work out as good as he thinks it will? What if these all, you know, what if implanting us with all these technology and, like, putting robots and whatever to take care of our inner system or whatever? Um, like, is that, you know, going to go good for us or are they going to turn on us and kill us all, you know? Yeah, some people think that they're you know they're saying that he's just ignoring all that and that he's just really I don't know kind kind of like just ignoring what everyone else says and going for his thing. Yeah, I mean, but he's yeah. I mean he's been right a ton of times before. I know he has, but like I said, that's what that's what any theory, man. Almost any theory that anybody publishes, nobody's gonna believe. You know. I mean, but it is pretty convincing. It just I mean, think about it. Ten years ago, people weren't constantly updating, you know, everyone on their lives and constantly worrying about what they were saying and where they were going and all this and that. But now because of all the technology, you know, mm-hmm. you can get caught saying anything. You can, you know, all this and that. And so people, like, it's constantly, we're constantly growing with this, you know, technology being a part of us. Like, how hard, how hard for you is it? To imagine just having your phone in your body. Not that hard to imagine, man. Because you know what? Technology is uh, moving at such a fast pace that... Oops, my fault. Uh, that they... Uh, I, I, I can honestly believe that anything is gonna, anything can happen. I mean, like he was talking about, they have things for their uh, technology that deaf people can hear beats and stuff like they can start to hear yeah no, and they that, have, yeah that's same thing with blind people blind people yeah blind people can, make... can see dark and like light and dark mm-hmm. yeah exactly like technology is gonna and it's just gonna get more and more advanced and it's an exponential growth so i mean 35 years from now who knows what's gonna happen yeah man yeah 
So, uh, th- I think this is a good halfway point, man. We're going to take a break. So, uh, we, we're, we're going to be right back with Podchats, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back. This is a song. See ya. a good song that we just played well uh <laughs> yeah so one of the things song wise that we wanted to talk about was uh the, the revival of britney spears and i i personally Adrian, Adrian, back up a little bit hold on one second what back up a little bit what from the mic uh, yeah i'm sorry but now yeah you good sorry ladies and gents that was my fault <laughs> but anyways uh we want to talk about the revival of Britney Spears, and I, I like to say that I enjoy her new songs a little bit. I, I Her first single was, I was like, ah, whatever. But her next, the whatever the world song, is it On Top of the World, or what is it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That song, I, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll admit it. Hey, Britney Spears, how, whatever age you are, and whatever you know, point in your career you're at, that was a good song. What do you think of the new revival of Britney Spears? Um, I think I'm. I think it's pretty fascinating. I'm real surprised that she's made this comeback. I am too. From well, all she's been through. I'm not surprised, ma'am. Uh, because whatever, no matter what she releases, she's gonna sell albums. No, but I mean everything she's been through. Well, yeah. And not only is she selling albums, but I mean this stuff is kind of good. Like, I mean, it's not, like, all that terrible. It's not awful. It's not awful. I mean, it's kind of surprisingly not terrible. Yeah. yeah. But what, what is awful is what we also wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. There was a catastrophe, unfortunately. Uh, it's the second catastrophe since the uh, earthquake in Japan. <laughs> and uh, at midnight on... Uh, Last Tuesday, 
Britney Spears did a remix with Rihanna of S&M and released it to the public. There's, uh, there's, there's only, uh, nine dead, but there's thousands <laughs> injured. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There's, right now, there's only, uh, like 100,000 views, 176,000 views on the one I'm looking at. Well, there's probably more views than that. But let me just tell you, people, that was, like, the, the Britney, Britney Spears adds nothing to that song to the point where it will make you hate the song S&M. I'm a huge fan of S&M. I thought it was a great song, a great track by Rihanna. I enjoy a lot of Rihanna stuff. A lot of Rihanna stuff I hate, but I enjoy a lot of her stuff, and I enjoyed the song S&M. But what mm-hmm. Britney Spears do, did to it made me even like that song less. Yeah, it was pretty awful. But, I mean, you know what? I feel like, her, especially with her latest album, Britney, I'm kind of excited. She's kind of bringing, I mean, I've talked with uh, our one friend Tony about this. She's kind of bringing a more dancey vibe to she is, she is. she's embracing to just, uh, well, mainstream you know that's the other that's the other song that i really enjoy is uh jennifer lopez's new song mm-hmm. it's pretty good I'll, I'll admit hey i I like that song you know it's got a good dance vibe yeah and i'm kind of excited that there's more of a dancey vibe coming to mainstream yeah man it is nice it's it's nice that they're they're realizing the potential mm-hmm. you know it's uh, it's definitely different. So I don't know. We'll see what comes of that. Yeah, we'll see what comes of Britney and uh, I don't know. Lady Gaga is gonna still do her. <sighs> I I'm thing. I'm done with Lady Gaga. <laughs> Pretty sure a lot of people are done with Lady Gaga, but there's also a lot of people who aren't done with Lady Gaga. I'm not a fan of her new stuff. No, it's she just, just re- the it's the exact same. New single recently, and it's all the exact same as her old stuff. Yep. It is. It is. But uh, anyways, one of the other things we were uh, planning on talking about is, according to an article on CNN.com earlier, the uh, Nintendo is reportedly planning to release the Wii 2. Interesting. And according, yeah, according to them, it's going to be uh, in complete HD. And they're doing this to respond to the Xboxes and PlayStation, uh, their new movement. And PlayStation 3 has Move. And especially Xbox has the Kinect. And mm-hmm. supposedly, this surprised me, but supposedly the Kinect has been doing very well. And I didn't yeah, know I know that. I know a lot of people that have a Kinect and they love it. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I've always thought it was kind of, kind of uh, you know gimmicky almost well no i mean not only for the games and stuff but i mean you can command your xbox so if you're laying in bed you can say xbox netflix and it turns on netflix for you okay well from a from a completely lazy american standpoint (laughs) well i mean isn't that pretty that is that is is america at its finest imagine telling somebody in like Somalia, like, you can turn on your electronic device that will play any entertainment in front of you with just saying something. You don't but at have the to same move. time. But at the same time, but at the same time, we were talking about singularity earlier. That's eventually what it's going to be like. We're going to say, oh, hey, fan on, and it's going to turn yep. on. That's yep. what it's going to be like eventually. It's, 
Our life is just going to be unbelievably incredible. We're going to be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want. What's it, what's that going to be like? What's it going to be like if eventually we don't have to, you know, work and stuff to be happy because we're all just these superhuman, forever living it's things? Weird. Well, it's it's going to be a weird thing to think because are we ever going to be are we ever going to be forever living? Are we ever going to because everybody. I mean, that's one of the big things that that Ray Kurzweil guy was saying, that he thinks eventually with all this technology, you'll, you'd be able to bring back some yeah, dead what, relatives. What wasn't, I was going to say, wasn't the theory to... Uh, he, if yeah, you can, it right. wasn't the theory to say, of like, if you can tell a computer to not do something, then by the time the computer gets advanced enough, you can tell it to not die, and you can tell... You know certain th- things where, you'd like, you know, you could figure out, you know, not don't die, and you could well, eventually implant that into humans. Well, no, 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 not necessarily that. It was just that he thinks that eventually we'd be able to take our consciousness and like ourselves, and not, you know, just like have our body or whatever, or have us put us into something where we would just live. Oh, for- okay, I understand what you're saying. So just transfer to a different physical, uh, physical thing. Yeah, not, or not necessarily that, or just, like, have, you know, augment our body, like, oh, our heart's going out, let me just get this awesome mechanical heart or whatever, and now I can, you know, now I feel, now I have the heart of a, you know, 21-year-old or something. That's pretty nuts, man. Forever, you know, yeah, something like that, or, oh, my sight's going away, let me get this eye implant, and now I can, not only can I see again, but I can see a mile away or something, you know? Yeah. I think eventually, you know, that, that's what this guy says eventually would happen. I think it would bring up a lot of, you know what, I was thinking about this today, you know, it would cause a big problem, especially if this would happen when it, this technology first came out, this would be the biggest separation between rich and poor, like, ever. Yeah, because, yeah, because the rich would be able to, uh... By the by, the newest programs of living, you know, by mm-hmm. the fa- by the faster athlete, you know, the athlete types, they would be able to buy more knowledge. Can mm-hmm. you imagine buying more knowledge? Well, I mean, not necessarily that, but just, yeah, just being able. What would athletics be like if everyone you know, could I, be on the same? I, 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 I just I just have to say it is funny that I say. Could you imagine buying more knowledge? But really, that's what college. That's what college is. Yeah, that's what school is and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Um, what would athletics be like mm. if everyone could be on the same athletic level? You know, you'd be seeing a lot of a lot of. Wellingtons and Winsingtons as the star athletes, because you'd be. But do you think though? Do you think that would be good? Do you think sports would be good then? I can't tell you, man. Because it would be the best of the best against each other all the time. Well, yeah, that it would be. Yeah, it probably would be the best. Mm-hmm. And then it would change sports from being an athletic game to a like mental strategy game. No, man, I would, I would say, I would say that would be the best for th- because sports-wise, there's nothing, there's no sport that you watch that you uh, say like, oh, I'm glad the competition is this way. There's never been a sport that like like football. Where there's been somebody so good at football that you say like, oh no, he's too, you know, we don't want him. We we like the competition the way it is. Yeah. 
The same, the reason why the WNBA is not popular. The <laughs> WNBA, well, hey, let me just hear you. The WNBA and, and women's college basketball is not popular as men's basketball. Not because it's girls playing. Just f- fact-wise, it's because men's basketball is more exciting. You know? Yeah. Every, there's more athletic. There, there's faster. There's, you know, yeah, women can shoot more, but there's more, uh, you know, there's better plays. It's more physical. Bigger you know, upsets. Bigger upsets. Bigger, well, there's bigger upsets, but yeah, but it's more physical play in men's basketball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, 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 um, it, there's no there's no sexist, you know, oh, I, you hate women, the WNBA and why don't you watch the women's college final four? It's like, well, it's because it's not as exciting. You know, yeah. I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch triple A baseball. You know, I want to watch the majors. <laughs> hey, true. hey, did you check out who won the amateur masters? Did you see that? Who won the amateur masters? Fuck no. You don't give a shit. Who won the masters? Oh, Charl, that that charcoal, whatever his yeah, name no, is, whoever that guy was, charcoal guy, Charles yeah. Schwartzel, Charles Schwartzel, that's what it is. Tiger choked big time. What he didn't choke? What are you talking about? He was doing he was doing oh, real well, and then he just kind of like, eh. how dare you? He was doing really good. He looked really good, and then he was kind of like, eh. Tiger shot his best Sunday round of his entire career at the Masters. Yeah, Ever, no, and then, been, been the and then he was like, eh. Sunday though, he finished. He finished better on Sunday. He's, he shot oh, the yeah, best score on yeah. Sunday than he. So on Saturday he didn't have that great of a day. Yeah. But you can't say he choked because he did. He made a very big comeback. He made a five-stroke comeback, I believe. Finished at ten under, I believe. And, did he? Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. Might have been eleven. I think it was ten though. Ten under, and uh, Charles Schwartzel finished at. 12 under or 13 under, somewhere around there, 14 under. How intense, how intense would being a pro golfer be? Being a pro golfer, man, it, it takes a lot more pressure than other mm-hmm. sports, mm-hmm. you know, especially team sports uh, like football. Maybe not baseball because baseball, you're batting and you're by yourself. But football, you know, if you're a lineman, you know, you can fuck up, yeah, and you could, you know, you could screw up the thing, but it's not as – yeah, personal. or you can, or you could mess up, or you could mess up, you, and a guy could get injured. Well, the thing is, like, you feel better when you have your teammates with you. When you have your teammates, if you're, especially on the offensive line, or if the quarterback, you're with your offensive line, you're like, you know what, they're gonna protect me, and you have the, the mm-hmm. feeling of having a t- teammates with you. Mm-hmm. But when you're golfing, you don't have any feeling of teammates. You have your caddy who you know can give you advice and everything, and he believes in you. But other than that, it's 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 all you. Mm-hmm. So you gotta have be very mentally strong to be a golfer. Yeah, you gotta be pretty solid. Very to be a mentally strong because he, first of all, you have to be patient, mm-hmm. and that's the number one rule with mentally strong. You know, you can't you can't be mentally strong and you know want to you know do everything at once. You gotta be patient. You gotta be you know wait. You gotta all right. You know, hey, I I shot bad and hey, we gotta wake up and shoot a thousand balls on the golfing on the range, the driving range. I can't. I, do, I can't shoot that many balls in the driving range. I'm not bored. very good at golf. I get bored. I get bored, and I'm not very good at golf either. But shooting balls in the driving range, I can warm up, and it's, yeah, it's great. But I get bored, man. Mm-hmm. But th- that's because I don't have the patience for golf. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm just not a golfer. But other people have the patience for golf, and they can wait, Some and, they can shoot, golf, yeah. and they can shoot, and they can shoot, and get better and better to the point where hey, they're goddamn good. 
my uh, one of my aunt's friends is trying out for the uh, WPGA. Really? Mm-hmm. How, uh, what age range? I don't know. I wonder... I mean, the, the WPGA, I imagine, obviously, I imagine it's competitive enough. I don't imagine it's uh, it's hard as it to get into the regular PGA. But I imagine yeah, it's, it's as hard as to get into the amateurs of the men's league. Which is pretty hard, man. Well, I mean, still, it's just like... It's, it's very hard. It's like... very hard. So, I mean, if you can try to get in, you know, good for her. But, uh, you know... It's the, the, other thing with, the other thing with golf is... Golf, you, you're you either so up or you're so down, you know. It's it's very hard to be consistent in golf. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing, being it's consistent. Very, it's very hard to stay at the top, you know. You could have some shitty days. But then there, there's guys like Charles Schwartzel who can play four days of great golf, and especially on the Sunday, finish with four birdies in the last four holes. Yeah, that's you, pretty good. You, you, you can, uh, you know, you can just have a great day of of golf, and we're, but you can also have a shitty day. You can also have a real shitty day. And uh, that's the thing with the golf, you know. Whereas other sports, like football, you know, you can have shitty days and better days but it's not to the same con the the, the same you know comparison level. yeah it's not mm-hmm. the same level of you know of difference in performance as golf you can be you know way up or way down in golf whereas football or you know hockey or baseball or whatever you can be you know iffy to both sides mm-hmm. you know you can be you can have a great day in, in baseball and you can have a great uh, – a terrible day in baseball. You can have a great day in football and a terrible day in football. But you're not going to have as bad a day in football as you could in golf. Mm-hmm. Did you see Kevin Na this weekend at a uh, golf tournament? Kevin Na, who is a uh, – I, I believe he's American, yet he's he's uh, Jap- of, of uh, Asian descent. I don't know if he's Japanese, Korean, whatever he is. But Kevin Na shot a 16 on a par 4, I believe. Wow. 16. It's yeah. impressive. Shot into the woods. He called like a, I'll sh- just shoot again. So he dropped on the, the tee box. So he was shooting three, shot into the exact same place, went into the woods, like kicked his ball or something, had to replace <laughs> it down again, then like oh, whiffed man. his ball. So he had to place it down again. So he's like 10 shots later. It, it, it was pretty crazy. So it just shows you how that's, bad of a that's day. Awful. It shows you how bad of a day you can have at golf. I would hate to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have a terrible day at golf, but then again, you can have a gr- great four days of golf. You know, you can just feel it. That's true. So yeah, me, Drew, me and you were talking about video games earlier. We were talking yeah. about Portal Two. Yeah, dude. I that is uh the that's, that's the first game in a long time that I can te- that I can guarantee I'm gonna buy. Because I, I don't I don't play a lot of video games anymore, uh, but and I, I whereas before I'd like I get a lot of video games when they come out, but I'd rarely buy video games when they first come out. But Portal Two, I can guarantee I'm gonna buy and I'm gonna play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a, there's they've been doing an interesting marketing campaign kind of. Yesterday they, um, well, I guess it was two days ago now and. 
Thursday, they leaked out this thing that was that it was like the robot voice, you know, from Portal. Yeah. Like talking, and there was like this countdown, and people were like, "Oh, are they releasing it early? Because it's not supposed to come out until next Thursday." Yeah. Or next Tuesday, I think actually. Yeah. Um, but then the countdown expired, and it was just they. It was the robot voice again. It said that they have to get the CP. Like they have to like. Okay, now you warmed it up. Now you have to like. So they're like making people. Uh, they're. Come on, come on! You can do it. You can finish it. Yeah, I know. They, they have this indie. They have this indie pack on Steam now, where it's um, probably thirteen games for thirty-eight bucks, and it's they're all super good indie games. And if you play them, then apparently you get like, if all the, if you play all the games a certain amount, then they're gonna release Portal early or something. That's what people think. We'll see about that. Yeah. When does you can look at when does Portal Two officially come out? Tuesday, I think. This Tuesday. Yeah, I think the nineteenth. Well, this Tuesday I will be face down into a heaping pile of Portal Two, and it does come out this Tuesday. Holy what do you think about the Steam shit. platform? Love it. You know why? Because I'm going to buy it on PlayStation Three. I'm going to buy this game on PlayStation Three. And mm-hmm. I'm going to get this game for free on my Macintosh because I'm going to have the same uh, account, and that's what they said. Oh, that's it genius. It, not, it's not according to, I don't, don't believe it's on the Xbox 360, 360. I might be wrong, but I believe when you... Uh, I know for a fact if you buy it on the PS3, you get it either for free on your PC or Mac. That's so, pretty genius. Yeah, yeah. I love Steam because um, if you buy a game, you have it forever, for as long as you have that account. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what what one of the things I, I I really like about Portal Two is the voice work they just did. They uh, they they actually two of the voices on Portal Two are uh, J.K. Simmons, who you might remember as uh, he was Juno's dad in Juno, and he was also the yeah. the head of the newspaper in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. The head of the daily, uh, the daily bugle. Yeah, the daily mm-hmm. bugle. J.K. Simmons, and he's also on the uh, what's it called commercials. The State Farm, is it? Oh yeah, you're he's right. He's a very yeah. big commercial State actor. Farm, yeah. Very big, yeah. big commercial actor. But mm-hmm. then another voice in Portal Two is Stephen Merchant. Do you know who Stephen Merchant is? Um, no, I don't know who he, he is. He is uh. He is the co-creator of The Office, the original one with uh, Ricky Gervais. He's the co-creator. Oh yeah, yeah. And the he's first also, one. Yeah, he's on Ricky Gervais's podcast, and uh, he do- he produces the show An Idiot Abroad, which is where they send uh, the other guy from Ricky Gervais's podcast across the world. But Stephen Merchant is very funny. He was in the movie Hall Pass, I believe, in a minor role. But really? yeah, he's very funny, and he, he's British, and he has a very good accent. But yeah, so you can tell they they worked on the voice work, you know, getting actors for uh, this game, and it does have huge hype. So it it will be disappointing if the game's not as good as what people say. Uh, I think it's I think it'll be pretty good. Val, uh, you know, Valve's pretty good at releasing some good games. I feel like it's going to be a fantastic. They game. really love their games, and you can tell because they make really good products. Yeah. They really pay attention to their um, audience, you know? They take good feedback. 
Yeah. That's they. I mean, the whole Steam platform evolved from a Valve game. Which which game was the original game? Originally, the entire purpose of Steam was to host multiplayer games for Counter Strike, yeah. Half Life, and Team Fortress. Yeah. And now it's evolved into this massive thing where you can get tons of games, and you have them forever. You have access to them forever. Like Half-Life and... Mm-hmm. And every year they do unbelievable sales. Every year they do the uh, Steam Holiday Sale, and you get just disgusting deals on games. Like, I got this Half-Life pack that has um, it has Half-Life... Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Deathmatch, and all Episode 1, 2, and, like, all the expansions for Half-Life 2. All the expansions for Half-Life, and there's two of them. And Team Fortress Classic. I got all that for, like, ten bucks. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can get two games for, like, three dollars. That's awesome. And, yeah, and they have sales all the time. It's unbelievable. Like, right now, they have a ton of sales and so I think it's really good that, that's a genius idea yeah man what if what if what do you think what if uh, movies and television adopted this platform I, I believe that's gonna happen I believe that's gonna happen man I, I don't I don't think that uh, the future I don't think television or li- live anything uh Mm, I think live things will happen, but well, not no, I shouldn't on- say that. I shouldn't say that. I don't think television, like uh, like airing shows on NBC on on primetime television, I don't think that's going to be the future. And then the same thing of radio. Mm-hmm. I don't think radio is going to be the future. I think podcasting mm-hmm. is going to take over radio. And I mm-hmm. think I think that uh, you know videos on Netflix and Hulu they're going to take over uh, you know cable television because TVs now are able to connect to the internet and uh, they can get Netflix. I want, we, if there's nothing on TV, we pop Netflix on our TV and we can watch whatever we want on Netflix. I know. And eventually, what if this is what happened? Like, if you wanted to download a movie, oh, let's see what movie is like 80% off tonight. You know, let's see what movie I can get for $2 that would normally be 20 Yeah. You know, why not get that movie? Yeah. If it was like HD, you know, mm-hmm. that w- that has to be the future, you know. No, exactly, exactly. Do you think that would be good for? I don't know. The, I feel you know the the one of the big things that's holding the internet back is just how the movie industry is so ancient in the way that they operate, you know. Yeah, well, one of the problems is with the uh, MPAA and the mm-hmm. way they rate movies, because the MPAA might be the most outdated just anything in America. Mm-hmm. They, they're unbelievable. The fact that, uh, you know, movie... I'm not, I'm not saying uh, there shouldn't be violence in movies. Let me explain this. The fact that there's movies like Hostel and Saw and anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. The fact that there's movies that exist like that, yet you can't show 
people having like a, a, a couple having sex for more than whatever seconds. I know there's such a double a, standard. Such a double standard. And just think like, wow, sex is a part of life, yet you can show people blowing other people's heads off <laughs> yeah, with guns. Like, what? what? It is. It is, like, you know. And you'd think like it's it's unbelievable to like why is that I think you should be able to show whatever you want you know I think that mm-hmm. that movies like you know Saw and Hostel are great for their violence you know I think violence is great in movies but at the same time I don't think that uh, you know they should be limiting other movies to show sex scenes you know I agree with you there, there's a lot of uh, one of the things that I, if you've have you ever seen the documentary uh this has not been rated, or fuck, what is the name? Uh, this is not rated. It's something that has to do with the NPA, but but it's a it's a very good documentary. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Or this is not yet rated. That's what it's called. This is not yet rated, mm-hmm. and it's a very good documentary. And uh, the, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they're interviewed on it. And one of the things they talk about is, in Team America, if you remember, there is a sex scene between the puppets. Yeah. And when they were talking about is they said, well, we knew the MPAA was going to want to take some of this out. So they made the sex scene four minutes long. They knew it, it would, would ruin – it makes the movie stupid. Like it, it, that puppet scene was four minutes long. It's so long that like mm-hmm. it makes this movie make no – like it's so uh, – it, it, it just – it makes it so not serious, but they said they put it in there because they knew they wanted the the MPA to take out like this much and leave in the other stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if they left in the other stuff, they're going to make changes anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was funny. That's pretty did hilarious. That on purpose. Yeah, there's such a double standard. I think that just I don't know. I I feel like a lot of that's um just coming from a role you know our a religious. You know, nature of our country. If you, have, you know, there's a big major. There's a majority of our country that still have a real religious. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I think this is a good time to uh, call the podcast a uh, a quit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Man, it, it was a fun late night pod chats. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll probably record one very soon again. We'll record our uh, six episode. We never know. We might we might keep this episode in the bank. We'll probably release it, but we might keep this episode as a secret episode. Never know. <laughs> you might never see the light of day. You might never see the light of day. You never know. But uh, it was a good episode of Podchats. Uh, I'm going to queue up a song, but Anthony, you got anything to say? I'm excited to see that. That, check out uh, that documentary I got. Yeah, check out podchats.com. Podchats.com, new new website. Yeah, the new website. Check it out. We're probably gonna be changing uh, it a soon, but yeah, we're we're still in the process. I promise you, people, it's gonna be on iTunes soon. Promise you. We're really trying. So we promise. But yeah, uh, yeah. so for Drew Terrell, me, and Anthony Postiglione. Spin Podchats, late nine edition. We'll see you later. Peace. See you. See you. Ain't nobody don't ask me. I'm just so.
Banks and Monte Carlos and El Dorado. So I'm waking up out of my slumber, feeling like Rollo. So follow, it's showtime at the Apollo, minus the Kiki Shepherds. With about a hoe and a leopard print. Teddy, Pendergrass, cooler than Freddie Jackson, sipping a milkshake in a snowstorm. Left I throw warm in the dorm room at the AU. We blue hate you, athletes might cake you, but you must have me mistaken with them statements that you make, huh? Like Noah's, I get two of you and you get pretty deep. But I call your ass from 80s, I know you'll be there for me, girl. Hey. 